Welcome to Deep, where we invite you to take the plunge and dive deeper into a daily encounter with God's living word. Journey with a collection of personal reflections of other souls as we all draw nearer and deeper to God's heart. Hello everyone, and welcome to another Great Will Thursday here at Deep. This is Apple, and it's been a while since we spent this time. And I guess since it's been a while, I would like to invite you to welcome the Holy Spirit to be with us as we reflect upon today's gospel. It's only a few days left to celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, so I think it would be apt for for us to really ask the Spirit to come with us and journey with us as we get closer to Christmas. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who did instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us in the same Spirit to be truly wise and ever to rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. So today we're going to be re- we're going to be reflecting upon the gospel taken from the book of Luke. And it's a very special gospel today because even though we're approaching Jesus' birthday, today's gospel is actually about another baby. A baby who's very, very close to the heart of Jesus. A baby who was the first to the first baby to really rejoice in his coming. And I'm guessing you would know that this is his cousin, St. John the Baptist. So as we reflect upon the book of Luke, I ask that the Spirit may open your mind and open your heart that as John rejoiced in the presence of his Savior, so will you rejoice in the coming of Jesus in a couple of days. The Gospel of the Lord taken from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 57 to 66. When the time arrived for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy toward her, and they rejoiced with her. When they came on the eighth day to circumcise the child, they were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said in reply, No, he will be called John. But they answered her, There is no one among your relatives who has this name. So they made signs, asking his father what he wished him to be called. He asked for a tablet and wrote, John is his name. And all were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue freed, and he spoke, blessing God. Then fear came upon all their neighbors, and all these matters were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard these things took them to heart, saying, What then will this child be? For surely the hand of the Lord was with him. The Gospel of the Lord. So my brothers and sisters, I would just like to direct your attention to a couple of points here in today's gospel. The first one, if you're not aware already, Elizabeth wasn't exactly young to have her first child. She was quite in her advanced years. And at the time, if you were 
in unable to have a child early on in your marriage it was considered to be a curse uh, it was considered to be a sign that god was not that you were not in god's favor kaya sinabi dun that when the neighbors and relatives heard that the lord had shown his great mercy towards her the fact that she got pregnant even though it was in her advanced years now of her life it was a sign that the lord had forgiven her although we don't really know why the lord had chosen this experience for zechariah and elizabeth but this is what the society saw that elizabeth must have had done some great sin towards god and it's only now that he had forgiven her which is the reason why he now has given the gift of a child which is why they rejoiced with her they rejoiced with the fact that okay god has finally forgiven you and it's a sign of that forgiveness you now have your son and earlier on in the gospel if you're familiar with the story zechariah kase was a priest in 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 the temple and because of a certain situation i'm not going to give you any spoilers here go and read the gospel um, he was struck mute for the rest for the remainder of the pregnancy of elizabeth and this was only lifted at this particular point when because of the tradition that sons would be called after it would take the tradition of being called after their father and take their father's name but john um in the family of john for for him they broke tradition they broke the the, the way that society was telling them to do because they were going to do what god had told them which is to name their son a name which was not in their family which is john and kaya nga sabi dun sa gospel there's no one among your relatives who has this name yung mga tita may yaman parang ha bakit ganyan Di naman, that's not how it's normally done why are you gonna do this right and yet Zechariah remained faithful to what the Lord had asked him to do which is why you know even though people um, were like ah oh, you know what you're just Elizabeth you're just a woman we're gonna ask what the man has to say and because Zechariah could not speak he had to write down this very word that John is his name because the people didn't want to believe Elizabeth and it was only when he spoke these well through the tablet that he's gonna be following what God had asked him in naming his child John then immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue was freed, and he spoke blessing God. You see, Elizabeth and Zechariah are two very, very prime examples of what it means to defy culture, or rather go against what the world is telling them to do, because they remain faithful to what God has asked them to do, what God is calling them to do. And I think especially with the days coming to christmas and yes we could get so up in the hype of how to celebrate it but i pray that you and i would find it in our hearts to be able to stand up and really celebrate the reason for this season no matter what the world is telling us to do yes there may be gifts yes there may be times with family yes there may be good experiences trying to find ways to avoid crowds and christmas and 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 being all, all social distancing and all that but i pray that you and i would be able to discover the real joy 
that comes in just doing what God asks. And that is to come closer to Him and to worship the babe who will be coming from heaven, clothed in flesh, on Christmas Day. The Savior born for all. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we're not worthy of your love. We don't deserve your abundant love, and yet you came from heaven, clothed yourself in humanity to come and save us. We pray that our hearts, as sinful as we are, as unworthy as we are, that you may find our hearts a suitable resting place, like a crib to carry you, a crib to hold you, that also as you would be born of Mary in the stable, in Bethlehem, you would also be born in our hearts this Christmas season. And that from our hearts, we may be able to shine your light to all those around us, especially in this time of darkness in the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we ask for the intercession of our Blessed Mother that as she also counts the days to receiving her son from her womb into her arms, we pray for intercession that she may also guide us to become a welcoming place to welcome her son in our lives. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You are blessed. You are loved. Have an amazing, grateful Thursday.